Welcome to the Living Stones podcast. These are a recording of our Sunday morning meetings. We pray that these will be a blessing to you. So please, enjoy listening. If you want to know more, please contact us at office at livingstoneschurch.co.uk. Welcome everybody. And it's lovely to see so many faces today. And we just I was just welcoming um, Doreen from Zambia, who is joining us this morning. And I wasn't sure whether anyone else was here further afield than that, but um, it's that's it, one of the wonders of uh, modern technology. So we are here. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I've got a prayer that we are going to uh, pray uh, together. And when we've done that, I want to invite you to unmute yourself for a short time. And then we're just going to count our blessings. Um, <clears throat> so community-wise, we've decided we're going to put up, because people can't come in the building, we've decided we're going to put up on the notice board uh, a letter to uh, people. And so people going past will read the letter. And part of it, Sandy has done a great job producing it, and part of it is to encourage people to count our blessings. Let's let's count our blessings. Now, I don't want a long, uh, 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 you know, just one sentence, one word, one, or even one word, of just but let's let's see if if we could you know as many of us as possible can just contribute something to bless and thank god for okay and we'll make that the uh, our start so let's i'll just share my screen and we'll we'll pray the prayer together let's pray this together shall we god, god we ask that, that the door of this place, place be wide enough to include all who need your love and human fellowship and narrow enough to shut out envy, pride and strife. May its threshold not be a stumbling block to the young or weak, yet strong enough to turn back the evil one. May the door of this place be the gateway to your everlasting kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So count your blessings. Mine is we 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 woke this morning and watched the sun rising over the houses, driving away the frost and driving away the darkness. So thank you, Lord. Uh, count our blessings. The sun still rises every day. Thank you, Lord, for friends. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord, that like the sun, um, you remain above the clouds, whether they're there in the way or not. And mm. thank you for the peace that comes through leaning on you and giving you all our burdens. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the contact with friends and families, even in this time of relative isolation through phone and, and uh, other technological systems. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord, for a free National Health Service. Amen. Amen. Even though it's under strain and we need to pray for it. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord, that you kept us safe through all that's been happening, Lord. Amen. We thank you, Lord, that new every morning is your love. Mm. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, <laughs> thank you, Lord that I can be allowed to join uh, the people, Lord, that I haven't been met yet, but Lord, I thank you that we are one in you. We are, we have the same Father, and that is you, Lord. I just want to thank you for the opportunity to join this uh, lovely family. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord, for all the provisions <clears throat> that you've provided, and the food, and uh, the warmth of my home, and 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 the comfort comfortableness of my bed so thank you lord amen. Amen. amen thank you lord for allowing us to have freedom to believe what we want to believe and in, in this country and be christian without being persecuted amen. 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 thank you lord for family whether it's blood or whether it's through your blood yes. amen. 
Amen. Mm. Thank you, Lord, for all the teachers who've kept our kids learning uh, in difficult circumstances this week and in the weeks to come. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus goes before us. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that through this darkness, you are still the light, our light, Lord. Yes. Amen. 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 We are very blessed. Yeah, we are very blessed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all the blessings. Help us, Lord, to count our blessings, name them one by one. Yes. It will surprise us what the Lord has done. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And thank you for our salvation in Christ, for the hope that we have in trusting him, both now, in the days to come, and in our eternal future. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. We are the most blessed people. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Going to change the order of things slightly today. We're going to move uh, straight away into our family time. Bear with us. I'm going to have to call up a video in a moment, but Sue is going to um, introduce our family time. Okay, so uh, today I'd like to ask you all to think about a time when you were lost. I wonder if any of you, any children here in particular, have you ever been lost? Anybody can think of a time. I can see Justin nodding his head. So uh, tell us briefly how you got lost and uh, what happened. When I was really little, we used to go to London, Mum and I, for days out when Dad used to um, work for a big builder's merchant. And we always used to end up going to uh, museums, which was one of the things we enjoyed doing. But also end up shopping every now and then and I remember uh, I got lost in CNA on Oxford Street um, I wasn't particularly tall at that point uh, and I was mum and got to she went down the escalator I hate going down escalators and I just stopped dead at the top and that was it I lost her uh, only for a few minutes but when you're little in London and you're on your own it's not much fun fortunately Parents, I've never lost any of your kids when I've taken them to London over the last few years. So <laughs> it repeated itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, it's funny that uh, getting lost in the shop. I remember Woolworths in Whitby. Panic. Where's mum and dad? <laughs> yeah, I got lost in the Dolphinarium in Brighton many years ago when I was about five. And my mum had my twin brothers in the pushchair. So... Um, I, I lost her, I don't know how long for, but I was, a lady put me up on one of the benches and said, your mummy will see you, you know, I was crying away and she turned up, she was cross with me. She wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't pleased to see me. Yeah. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> Human response. When, when they me Jessie and my nana were going out to the pool to go in the summer and to do a swimming and she said that she would wait for me outside the change room and she ended up somewhere in the toilets or on the other side of the change room when I had to go get a lifeguard. Oh, oh wow. wow. Were you worried? Yeah. Yeah, you worried? yeah that's the thing. When, when we get lost, and I've got a terrible sense of direction, I'm always lost, um, we get worried, don't we? We're so worried. But I, we're today, we're going to tell a story from the Bible about when Jesus was a little boy, and do you know he was lost? But he wasn't worried. Who were worried? Mum and Dad. So, Mum and Dad get really worried when uh, you children get go missing or get they think you're lost. So um, let's find out about Jesus and what happened in his young life. Jesus was 12 years old. And we read about this in the Bible. Luke chapter 2, verse 41. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to their custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy, Jesus, stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him amongst their relatives and friends. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. 
After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been searching for you. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Okay, now Jesus was 12, wasn't he? And he decided he wanted, he didn't want to go home. He wanted to learn more. And he wanted to take the opportunity to learn. And that was to him was even more important than sticking next to mum and dad. So um, guys, for us, we must want to learn. It's good uh, Jesus went home, so it was good uh, to do what your parents say, and it's good to uh, not get lost. <laughs> but it's also good to always keep learning. So you young ones, make sure you want to learn, make sure you work hard and learn as much as you can. Because we all need wisdom, particularly from the Bible, the wisdom of God. So that's our message from the family time today. Keep learning. Okay, thank you, Sue. And um, I'm just searching on my screen for Ellie, who I have seen. This oh, there she is. Um, Ellie, are we okay to take out some time to worship and praise together now? I felt like today is a day where uh, we celebrate and worship um, God, our creator. Um, and uh, you sort of started off on a really similar vein to how I was feeling uh, with being thankful. Um, and I just thought particularly, let's just be thankful about what we have. Um, and what we have is 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 God's creation um, and that he provides for us. I'm going to read Psalm 8 to begin with the wonderful name of the Lord. Our Lord and ruler, your name is wonderful everywhere on earth. You let your glory be seen in the heavens above. With praises from children and from tiny infants, you have built a fortress. It makes your enemies silent and all who turn against you are left speechless. I think I often think of the heavens your hand have made, of the moon and stars you put in place. Then I asked, why do you care about us humans? Why are you concerned for us weaklings? You made us a little lower than yourself and you have crowned us with glory and honor. You let us rule everything your hands have made and you put all of it under our power, the sheep and the cattle and every wild animal, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea and all ocean creatures. Our Lord and ruler, your name is wonderful everywhere on earth. God has entrusted us with his creation. Um, and so let's just be thankful and grateful to him for that this morning. Also in verse two, it says, with praises from children and from tiny infants, you have built a fortress. So uh, children, wake up. There she is, there's Jess. There's Amelia. We need your praises this morning because then with them, God can build a big fortress. Did you know that? So what I'd like you to do during the songs is I want you to write a sentence or two about what you particularly love about God's world, about creation. Do you love the sea? Do you love the sky? Do you love the stars? Um, do you love mountains or do you uh, love the park? So uh, write your sentence of thanks and say, dear God, thank you for the wonderful sea that I can swim in in the summer. OK, so uh, whilst we're singing, we're going to sing a couple of songs back to back um, and um, and then we will have the children um, worshipping God for us so that he can build a fortress and protect us. Amen. So let, I'm going to share my screen and we're going to sing uh, Let Everything That Has Breath Praise the Lord and then Indescribable. God, you are amazing. Let's uh, hear from our children. Let's worship God. Have any of you written something uh, to say thank you to God for? Okay, go on then, Jesse. Dear God, I like how you made all the rivers and all the wildlife. 
will praise you, even the slow flocks. Amen. 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 Okay, Thomas. Can he see you? You say what Jesus. Fantastic picture of Jesus. I love all the colours as well. I yeah. think Jesus is a very colourful person. Very good, Thomas. Yeah. So, Amelia says, Dear God, thank you for the crystal white snow that you can make now. Oh, snow angels and snowmen. Amen. Fantastic, Amelia. And, um, Liz, is this your one? I love the Amazonian rainforest. You'll have to move it up a bit. I love the sea. Dear, oh, Rob, can you read uh, it? Dear, dear Lord, thank you for the rainforests like the Amazon. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for the sea. Amen. Dear, dear Lord, thank you for the sea. Amen. Amen. I love the sea too. Amen. Thanks, Lucy and Evie. Adults, if you want to join in. Dear Lord, I love the mountains. Thank you so much for the mountains. And Lord, thank you for that line that all the animals and birds, everything they do is in worship to you. When they flock, when they eat, when they play. Thank you, Lord. We bless you for all the uh, animal creation. Amen. Lord, thank you that uh, we're facing a lot this year, but whatever comes, you give us strength and hope and you help us to dream with you. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the sea, the, the waves crashing about and, and the calmness of the sea, Lord. Uh, all, all the different um, emotions, Lord, in the sea. All, all, it's just wonderful, Lord, to be able to walk along and and enjoy this part of your creation here where we live. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I was just driving the Helfers the other day and I saw the, what they call, you know, a murmuration of starlings, incredible display. And the way that, it's just, I was thinking the way that each bird knows where each bird is going to go next and the the flapping of the wings and the timing is just absolutely perfect. And if that's not, if, if people can't see there's a creation in that, then I don't know, it's incredible. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, amen. It makes the red arrows look rubbish, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does, actually, yeah. <laughs> always on the corner of the room. I, I love the starlings. I, I begin to love them more and more. They are such unattractive birds to look at straight away, but yeah. they are just so awesome. And the way they they like they they love being together, yeah. isn't mm. it? They just love being together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Amen. Wandering around Hollywell. Um, I looked at the cliffs, and um, if you go to Dover, the cliffs are actually quite dirty. They're not, they're not white at all. You come to our, our, our um, cliffs, and they're beautifully white because they keep getting scraped off and washed, and, um, and, and they, get, you know, they get damaged, but they come up clean. And I thought, you know, that's a bit like us. We have to get scraped off to get the clean underneath. <laughs> <laughs> our cliffs are a picture of um, you know, God working in us, I think. Cool. Um, so if we finish off with one more song, um, I will be playing this one, a treat for you all. <laughs> um, and uh, so I will share the words uh, with you so that you can sing along with, with my lovely singing. Amen. I'm going to hand back to Mr. Elf. Ellie, thank you so much. That's just wonderful to, to praise God. Amazing his creation and his salvation. It's summed up in that song there. Just, just great. Thank you. Um, right. Time for one or two notices. And um, just to say that um, next Saturday morning is equipped to serve 
and we'll get the link out and the details of that out in an email in the next day or so. And um, anyone's welcome to join. And the two sessions that we'll be doing um, this Saturday will be one, an introduction to the book of the Psalms, the longest and largest book of the Bible, but the, the, the source of comfort and strength and hope uh, for the people of God for millennia. So let's, uh, let's come together and, and learn more about the book of the Psalms together. That's session one. And session two, um, having looked a little bit at Daniel last time, we're going to continue to explore an aspect of what we call the last times, or the technical word is eschatology. And um, we'll be doing that through a YouTube video, which then, uh, about half an hour or so, and which we will then open up for sharing and discussion and questions and, and so on. So those are the two sessions that we will be uh, doing on Saturday. And I'll put the link up. We would we start at nine, nine o'clock for a 9.15 start. And um, the other notice I want, main notice I want to bring is around the a morning of prayer that is happening on the, the following Saturday. That's the 23rd of January. Let me just share my screen. You'll be familiar, many of you, with the Eastbourne Day of Prayer, which we've held over the last 10 years. Uh, and it's always, of course, been uh, a day when we physically manage to gather together. And it's a great day when people from all across the town, churches across the town, meet together to pray for Eastbourne, particularly to pray for Eastbourne. Well, we can't gather in that way this year, but churches together have uh, brought together a morning of prayer, which will be on Zoom, and then four local churches will be um, hosting an hour slot, and it will look like this. So, um, from 9 until 10, we'll be praying for uh, the church, the whole of the church locally, and the work of Christian agencies and ministries. And that will be hosted by uh, the two, two Anglican churches, St. John's and St. Michael's Church. They, they're, they're together as churches, so they will be hosting that. Then from 10 o'clock... Um, the Well Community Church, uh, uh, brothers and sisters out there in the Shinewater area, they will be uh, hosting a time to pray for young people and schools. Then from 11 till 12, we'll be praying for uh, our local government and again for uh, Christian ministries and agencies uh, working in, in the area. And that will be hosted by St. Mary's Church. Um, that St. Mary's in Old Town uh, will be hosting that session. And then finally, to round off the morning from 12 o'clock until 1, we'll be uh, looking at families and elderly people. And that will be hosted by Gateway Church. So those are the, um, that's the sort of the span of the morning. Now, I'm not quite sure at the moment how we work the links to get into that. We've got um, a fortnight to get that information, and I will make sure that information gets out. But um, please uh, carve out some time uh, on that Saturday morning, uh, maybe around one of the topics that's on your heart there. And uh, let's join with our brothers and sisters across the town to, to pray God's favour and blessing on Eastbourne. I, I'm absolutely convinced that these 10 years of prayer that we've had annually have been spiritually hugely significant mm. in the town. And I think it's important that even at time of COVID, we continue to uh, pray together. Just where, where, where brothers and sisters dwell together in unity, 
There the Lord commands the blessing. And here is one way in which we can come together in unity to seek God's favour and to receive his blessing. So um, that's Saturday week and you've got the times and that there. And one uh, matter for prayer that we're going to just take up at this moment. Um, tomorrow, some of our uh, youngsters are going into school for an, a GCSE exam. And uh, it's, it's, it's actually part of their uh, building up. It's a module for their, for their um, creative media uh, exam. So um, let's just pray for those. And I'm just looking for Joe somewhere. I can't see it on my screen. Uh, Joe, could you lead us in prayer? For this yes thank you it's three of them it's it's emily cameron and kezia is have i missed anyone is there anyone else that's doing the same exam jess ellie that's it isn't it yeah okay father god i want to pray for our teenagers tomorrow firstly that you will keep them safe as they go into school. Um, we know that the COVID numbers are on the rise here at the moment. And so we pray your protection and we pray for the staff team as they try and organize everything in the safest way that they can. And then um, just pray that you'll be, be in the midst of all of that. And, and Lord, just pray for peace and calm and um, concentration for, for our kids or to say, do their first GCSE um, in year 10. Pray that um, you'll help them bring to mind all the stuff that they've revised. And um, yeah, just so you really, they'll, they'll know your presence with them and they'll be able to overcome any nerves mm. and focus and, and then do the best that they can. Mm. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Joe learning is so important isn't it i'm back to my topic because it, it it's who we become in the future so uh obviously it is so important for young people to uh, make the most of their learning but also us what we learn now is what we become in the future so let's keep learning yeah um in a moment we're going to um sort of go separate ways as the teens uh, go off with Kaz to their group. They're they're pursuing um, the teens Alpha together, which is great. And Justin is going to lead our children's group, and I know they have a great time together. So we're going to pray blessing on those two groups as they uh, slide off. So when Jesus got lost. He was at the Passover, and we know that the Passover in the past, in the Old Testament, has uh, become the meal that we share together in communion. So this is what Jesus did. So let's do the same. We take the bread and we thank the Lord uh, that he died for us. The bread reminds us of Jesus's body. And then we obviously, we take the drink. And that's to remind us that Jesus shed his blood. So why don't you do that together now? We thank you, Lord, for each generation growing up. And as we've been reminded this morning, Jesus himself grew. He grew physically. He grew in wisdom. And he grew in favour with God and with people. And we pray that for each of the young people and children who uh, are going to go off to their groups now with uh, Justin and Kaz. We pray that they too, as they grow physically, may also grow in the wisdom of the Lord mm -hmm. and that they might grow in your favour and in the favour of, of all whose lives they touch. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, we'll take uh, that.
uh, break that I mentioned, uh, two or three minutes. Um, just stretch your legs if you need to, uh, get your communion if you need to, top up your coffee pot if you need to. <coughs> So, um, just uh, great to have Andy, who's going to be leading our communion today and, and share some thoughts uh, from God's word. Uh, so I want to pray for Andy and, and hand over to him. Loving Father, we want to thank you that even in the midst of this uh, coronavirus and all the isolation that it has brought, we can still come together and we thank you for the unity of the spirit that you give to us as your people. And as we share bread and wine together, we can't physically share the same loaf, but we do all share in the bread of life who is Jesus. And so we thank you for this opportunity to share communion together. Thank you for Andy and all that you put into his heart and the insight and revelation you bring to him through your word. And we pray your grace and blessing on him now as he opens up your word to us and leads us in our communion. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Andy. Good morning, everybody. Bless you all. Are you happy to be here? Yes. <laughs> Welcome to our Livingstones communion service. Um, I just really want to say, you know, that um, the Lord is becoming more gracious to me the older I get, possibly because I need a bit more grace. Um, I was fully convinced when I was asked to do communion or when I volunteered to do communion on Thursday that I knew exactly what I was going to say. And then it all became a fog and a great shroud descended over my mind and I was starting to panic. And it was only last night at about um, nine o'clock, I was going to have a shower before I went to bed. Um, suddenly the Lord gave me what I had to speak about and the relief was palpable. I was so happy. I, I knew I was going to sleep that night. So um, let's, let's, let's carry on with it. Um, during times more associated with normal everyday life, or would it be abnormal life now that we're in the new, new normality? I don't know. Anyway, in pre-COVID times, um, for our family, shopping day was Friday afternoon. So we would, um, we would go to Lidl's and um, after you go past the, the packed salads on the left, the uh, fruit and veg on the right, you'd come to the uh, bakery counter. And we'd always make straight, first of all would be for some croissants for Vanessa so she can have coffee Saturday morning. And, um, and then we'd go to get the, the sourdough bread which is, those of you who have sourdough in Lidl's, it's about the size of a large roll, um, six inches in diameter. And I don't know if you've ever wondered what it's like to put a whole pack of bacon in there and just eat it as a bacon butty. <laughs> I'm tempted, I think, sometimes, because it, it's, it's just big enough to have a giant bacon butty. So that's what we do on Fridays. Um, a, I think the year before COVID kicked in, it was um, our 40th wedding anniversary and our children bought us um, a, a visit to Bolney um, Winery and Vineyard. And so we went there and we, uh, we drank plenty of wine, got sozzled in amongst, and we pretended we knew what we were talking about when it came to wine, but we didn't. We just drank lots of it and um, we found ourselves getting slowly merry. Um, our son and daughter-in-law, Mitch and Kate, are quite knowledgeable when it comes to wine. Um, Vanessa and I just gauge it by whether we like it or not and whether it's cheap enough. So that is the, that, that's where we, that's as far as our knowledge comes when it comes to wine. Now, I do apologise to Geoffrey and Margaret. Um, I, I do have a snobbery when it comes to olive oil. Um, and that Greek olive oil is always the best by far. Um, I, I accept that it's um, a gift from the Lord to the Mediterranean countries, 
but the Greeks somehow have cultivated it to a whole new standard, um, even to the point that you can drink it as um, almost like a, a, a liqueur, the, the, the better variety of olive oil. So that's the introduction into bread, wine, and olive oil. Um, the Bible is, is full of references to bread, wine, and olive oil. And in many cases, it's presented to us in that particular pattern, bread, wine, and olive oil. And for Israel, um, part of their blessing, if they obeyed the Lord, was that um, they, they would have an overflow of, of grain, of, um, of wine, and oil. And it's just so frequent throughout the, the Old Testament that... Um, you know, the blessing for them would be bread, wine, and olive oil, or grain, wine, and olive oil. Uh, Deuteronomy 7.13 says, He will bless the fruit of your womb, the crops of your land, and here it is, your grain, new wine, and olive oil. Joel 2.19, um, and this is missing loads of verses out, but um, just to give you a flavor of what it says, in Joel 2.19, the Lord will answer and say to his people, Look, I will send you grain, and new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied by them. Later, when Israel fell away from the Lord, we see many warnings of God withholding grain, wine, and olive oil. And so the subject um, of grain, wine, olive oil is just real—it's just too numerous to mention. But for those of you who want to have a look and do a search, you will find there are just so many references to it. The order of the harvests of the grain, the wine, and the oil followed the order of the seasons and gave um, the people a first and second harvest. The early part of the year saw the harvest of the more robust barley, um, and as the weather warmed early to late spring, it, the latter rains came, and then the wheat harvest came in. After Pentecost, there was a small amount um, of wheat remaining to be harvested. Um, and it is compared to the main harvest before Pentecost, that amount of wheat was really quite small. Um, and then followed after the, uh, the small wheat harvest after Pentecost came, um, it was then followed by the grape harvest, along with many other fruits as well. And then finally, uh, to top it all, at the end of the year, came the olive harvest. And um, the olive harvest in Greece, I don't know what it's like in Israel, uh, but the olive harvest in Greece is a particularly cold and messy affair and very hard work because it comes during the, the, uh, the autumn rains. Um, and so it's not a pleasant affair um, to go and harvest um, olives, but I don't know what it's like in Israel. It might be far more pleasant to do. I don't know. And reading on it, the, the revelation that came to me um, last night was that the three harvests also serve as a prophecy of Christ. Um, so the, the grain, the wine, and the oil served as a, as a physical prophecy of, of Christ and what he would do. And the order of the harvest speak of Israel and the church. Romans 1 says, For since the creation of the world... God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that the people are without excuse. It goes on to say in other places that the heavens declare the glory of the Lord, the, the skies the, um, of, of his wisdom and that. But the first thing to remember is that the harvest of grain, wine and olive oil were times of great joy. I know um, for some people, alcohol um, is, is something that they don't go to for very good and, um, and maybe obvious reasons. But those instances in the Bible that warn against too much wine, too much beer, um, are really quite a small handful. The overriding sentiment with, um, with wine um, and, uh, was all, always to do with celebration. It was a gift from the Lord, and it was there to make the heart merry, um, and it was definitely um, surrounding celebration and, and giving thanks on that. So the harvest of grain, wine, and oil were times of great joy, um, 
in Israel's history. Indeed, probably um, in any agricultural society, when the harvest comes in, it's always um, a relief for the farmers. They're happy they've got their, their harvest in. But then we used, in this country, we used to have the harvest festival. So it was always a time of great joy. But before the crops could be used for their intended purpose, I know you can possibly just, you can um, pick um, an ear of wheat and, and, and eat it, or you can pick a grape and eat it, or you can pick an olive. Uh, an olive, would, in its, before it's actually processed, is very, really quite sour. Um, so before the crops could be used for their intended purpose, they had to undergo a process of preparation. Just bear with me while I get rid of my notes here. First of all, the grain had to be ground down to flour, which, be, um, which would then go on to be used for bread. The grapes had to be trodden to release their juice and, and eventually be made into wine after a fermentation process. And olives had to be pressed to release their precious oil. And all of these, all of these, these three processes, they also speak to us of the suffering of Jesus. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. On the cross, Jesus was ground and sifted to produce the finest flour. And unlike Peter, who was sifted by the devil, Jesus was not found lacking. The finest flour is what was produced, so to speak. And of those of us who can remember back when we, um, we were looking at the tabernacle, the series that Martin um, invited us and took us through, that the, it was the finest flour mixed with olive oil that was presented before the Lord. And Jesus, when he was, uh, who is the bread of life, when he was ground and sifted, the end result was the finest flour that was offered before the Lord. And that's what, what, happened, what was happening on the cross, so to speak. Jesus also said, this wine is the covenant of my, um, is the new covenant in my blood. And to make grapes, I know nowadays we have in a, a, an industrialized process, but back then, grapes had to be trodden um, to release their juice. And I should imagine that was a really um, joyous occasion. You just hope people washed their feet before they got in the vat and started treading down the grapes. Um, but grapes had to be trodden to release their juice. In the scriptures, especially when you're talking about, when the Bible's talking about judgment, God is often pictured as treading down the grapes of wrath or the, the grapes of holy anger. And on the cross, Christ received the full judgment and penalty of our sin. So Christ was uh, received the full judgment and the holy anger and wrath of, of Christ in place of us and, um, and paid for our sin. And going on to the going on to the uh, the olive the oil um it was only as a direct result of christ being crushed on the cross was the gift of the holy spirit poured out at, at pentecost the cross was the key that unlocked pentecost the cross was um, the doorway that ushered in um, the promise of the prophet joel and when it says that the holy spirit was poured out Actually, it is the correct way of describing it. Because when Jesus was crushed, um, when, if ever you see an olive press at work, the oil literally pours out and gushes out. Um, and that is what all happened when Jesus um, was crushed on the cross, that eventually that opened up the doorway of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit was poured out on all flesh. You know, I also suspect that the very first early harvest of the barley and wheat symbolized early Israel. But after Pentecost, if you remember, there remained a small part of the wheat harvest. And in some way, you, you think, well, it's insignificant. Why harvest that small amount when you've already got the great majority of your harvest has already come in? But I think that is really significant that there was a small amount of the wheat harvest still yet to be brought in after, after Pentecost. And what was harvested after Pentecost, to me, speaks of the spiritual remnant 
may be prophetic of all the Jews who would accept Christ as, a, as their Messiah. The second harvest period after Pentecost of the grapes um, slash wine, along with all the other summer fruits that, um, uh, that were harvested, to me speaks of all the people from every tongue, tribe and nation that would accept Christ as their saviour. And, uh, and we're told of which Christ was the first fruit to have the victory over the grave. Finally, the olive harvest, which speaks of the age of the Holy Spirit poured out on all flesh, men, women and children, of all those who bowed the knee to Christ. But more than this, when the harvest was in, people celebrated. The harvest was a time of joy. I don't know how many of you can remember back to the time when you just knew you were a Christian or when you received the Holy Spirit. Um, I can remember, even though through tears and a broken heart, there was joy there. Um, there was a joy deep down in my heart, and sometimes I let it out to come to my face. But there was a real joy there. Um, and, and so we are part of that great harvest, and, and we, we share in that celebration. We share in the joy of the first fruits, which is Christ, and that has been extended to us. Do you know, bread speaks of satisfaction, contentment, and full bellies. At the end of the day, that is what bread was for. It was to satisfy people's hunger. It was so that they could go to bed being full and content and sleep soundly. Wine speaks of joy and celebration. The overwhelming references to wine in the scriptures refer to joy, happiness, and celebration. Oil speaks of well-being and anointing. Um, you know, I, I remember, and actually oil also speaks of healing as well, because I remember my, um, my uh, oh, sorry about that. It's just a thought that came. Um, <clears throat> uh, my, uh, oh, this is a surprise, isn't it, eh? My uh, great grandmother, uh, Katerina, um, when I was young, I would often get um, like, uh, like sore throats. Uh, what's it called um, when you your tonsil tonsillitis? <laughs> and my grandmother used to massage my neck with warm oil. So oil speaks of healing as well, um, as well as being anointed. You know, people, they would use oil to actually um, moisturise their skin so they, they would glow as well. Um, so there's so much there, satisfaction, celebration, um, anointing, healing, all of these things that are that, that pointed to by the grain, the wine and the oil. But even more than this, now that I've regained my composure, uh, even more than this, there is a final great harvest day uh, when God's harvest of saved, of, of saved people, those who love and accept Christ, will be reaped and gathered into God's heavenly barn. In heaven, we know there will be no more suffering. But how about looking at it like this? No more grinding of the wheat, no more treading of the grapes, and no more crushing of the olives. In heaven, the wedding at Canaan will find its fulfilment. The feeding of the 5,000 will turn into a banquet for millions. And the joy of the Holy Spirit will make for the greatest party we have ever known. And I say, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. If, you want, if you'd like to uh, bring your wine and your bread to hand or your fruit juice, we'll share together the bread and the wine when we will remember Christ. Are we, are we ready? Are we gathered together? Okay. On the night Jesus was betrayed, Jesus took bread and gave thanks and broke it. He said, this bread is my body, which is given for you. Take and eat.
after they had finished eating, Jesus took the cup and said, this wine is my blood and marks the start of a new covenant, a covenant of grace, a covenant that is no longer of works and how good you are, but how good the Lord is and how merciful and gracious he is. Take and drink. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I'm not sure what the verse is, but there is a verse, I think it's Paul, where he's, he's just recounting with amazement and astonishment how wonderful your grace is and your wisdom is, the unsearchable knowledge and wisdom of God. Lord, the whole of the creation story, the whole of the, um, the salvation story, the redemption story is is hidden and bound up in even in in the harvest and the seasons lord lord your wisdom is unsearchable lord and we bless you and thank you that we are part of that story lord god and we look forward to lord that when we share the bread in heaven lord when we take the wine lord and when we comfort ourselves in the in the in the, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, grant us um, a hope beyond this life, Father. Grant us a hope beyond coronavirus, Lord. And give us eyes to see. Help us lift our eyes to the hill from where our help comes from, Father. Lord, we bless you and thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we bless you for being our Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Andy, thank you so much. That was very rich. Thank you, Lord. Uh, God's word's amazing. Um, being a being a speaker, preacher, teacher is is sometimes very frustrating. You can you can sweat for days and days and days preparing, <laughs> and then sometimes the Lord just gives it you, and uh, He did for you today, Andy. And that was just thank. That was God's anointing. Thank you. That was that was very special. I I'd, hope... like to, I'd like to take the um, you know the thanks and the credit, but I really cannot. <laughs> <laughs> There's well, nothing between my ears other than what the Lord gives me. <laughs> yeah. The thought the thought did occur to me, Andy. Jesus talked about the the, the wise teacher that draws on treasures um, old and new, and. Um, one of the ways that I apply that is we we spend our days, you know, in our Christian life, uh, reading the scriptures um, and dwelling in the scriptures, listening to sermons, doing us searching. And and you think, what's this all about? You know, and sometimes the Lord just takes treasures old and makes them new. Mm. And I think that's what, Andy, you've done today, is you've taken some old treasures and you've actually made them new and fresh to us and made mm. them alive. Mm. Speaking of Christ and, and, and all that he went through on the cross for us and, and, the, and, and then the fruit, the fruit that comes out of that, the contentment, the, the joy, uh, the well-being, the anointing, the healing, which, which flows out of all that Christ has done for us. So that's amazing. Now we've taken bread and we've taken wine and I, I just have here some oil. Now, I, I, what I want to do, I don't know quite, I'm not going to anoint my screen. I don't know if it'd do any good. <laughs> um, but what I want to do, I think I'll just pour some out. I think I'll just pour it out. You talked about the oil being poured out. Um, this has Lily of the Valley's fragrance with it too, so that's lovely. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to pour this out. And and what I'm what I'm really wanting us all to do at this moment is to just present ourselves to the Lord. Now, you may need healing in a particular area. So this is the poured out oil of the Holy Spirit to bring healing and restoration in your life. 
The oil also speaks of the Holy Spirit's anointing. And we, we, we've been reminding ourselves over the last few months and just recently that as the people of God, we rise above all the earthly circumstances that we live in. And it's the, the, the indwelling power and presence of the Holy Spirit uh, indwelling us and, and clothing us, that anointing of the Holy Spirit that enables us to live in victory, to live in confidence, to live in hope, to be to be blessings in this world and not and not being subject to its cursings. And uh, so as I pour out this oil, let's all of us just reach out in faith for healing. If the Lord, if, if you're seeking the Lord for healing and for all of us, all of us for that fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives as the Lord refines us, uses us, grows us, blesses us. So, Lord, I pour out this oil now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, pour out the oil of healing upon your people today. Lord, we receive your healing from heaven in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we receive too the anointing of the Holy Spirit for service in your kingdom, for the gifts that we need day by day, gifts of speech, gifts of wisdom, gifts of enabling, gifts of revelation, gifts to help us, gifts to make us a blessing mm -hmm. to all that we encounter. Lord, we receive your Holy Spirit mm -hmm. in Jesus' name. Amen. Just one or two news items before we close. Uh, some points for Thanksgiving. I've picked up that Johnny has got himself a new job. And uh, that's really good. So we just praise God for uh, a new job that, that Johnny has got. Uh, chatting to Pat Devala yesterday. Um, she has um, actually had COVID and was it was quite a, a, a challenge for her because she is quite vulnerable um, uh, with uh, chest infections and, and, and these kind of things. But praise God, she seems to be coming through on the other side. And, and tomorrow, apparently, she officially has, she's able to go out again. So, um, so we praise God for healing for Pat. And also, um, but, uh, he's not with us this morning, um, but uh, Mark Chapman lost his job uh, a few weeks ago. And within a couple of weeks, um, the Lord's provided him with another job. And he's actually, <laughs> He's working at the, the, the Polgate Treacle Mine, um, the um, not not the not not the uh, the restaurant, but uh, the actual um, factory that has given Polgate its uh, reputation for sweet making. They, they, he, so he's working at a chocolate factory in Polgate. <laughs> so um, and, and we praise God for that. Uh, he's working in the maintenance department there. Um, in terms of prayer, we do want to lift up Rob. Biggest, particularly uh, Rob is also job seeking at the moment and uh, we just lift up Rob in prayer uh, particularly at this time I don't know if there's any other uh, news just to to bring at this moment I don't know if Andy and Vanessa if you've got anything or Rob and Kaz uh, you've got any news to share oh just to say too that um, uh, Emma and Greg have actually because of all the the, the grief that's going on with COVID at the moment, they've actually decided to postpone uh, postpone their wedding day till July. Um, but more, more on that in, in, in time to come. So, um, Lord, I just want to uh, thank you for, for healing, for provision, uh, 
and we pray too for the provision for Rob at this time as he seeks a job. We pray for uh, Greg and Emma, Lord, as in the difficulties and frustrations of all of their plans. May they discover your peace and your undergirding arms in all of their situations. Thank you for the family of God, Lord. Thank you for our life groups when we can share together and pray for one another. Pray, Lord, that you will encourage us uh, week by week as we uh, lift up one another to you in prayer. We give thanks to you now in Jesus' name, and we uh, pray a benediction together. So if I can just find this, bear with me for a moment. Let's say this uh, benediction together. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify us completely, and may our whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls us is faithful. He will surely do it. Amen. God's blessing on everybody this week. And uh, until we meet again, 